fasting but I just always remember I had a crush on like the kids who were like the, the cute older guides in the sixth grade and I was in the third grade anyways <laughs> but Neil would always make up like funny songs and for Rosh Hashanah there was a song that said apples and honey for Rosh Hashanah and Neil came up with a version himself and I had texted Neil March 13th I have the document here aka my text message that says neil hi it's dominique do you remember the version of the apples and honey song you made up as a kid in quotes you're sexy i'm sexy everybody's sexy apples and honey for rosh hashanah well i have a podcast and was thinking about making that the intro song would you mind i'll totally give you credit neil this is me giving you credit but do we think neil listens no (laughs) (laughs) well if you're listening neil thank you (laughs) You came up with a dope intro song, but the reason I had to do all of... Oh, he goes, so random, but yes, don't mind at all. I was like, yeah, haha, I just want to let you know, thanks. Because, <laughs> like, I want to keep it cool, keep it cool rap. The reason I had to go through this extra effort is because... Because this is my job, <laughs> and I have a moral dilemma with you... Doing something that I argue against every single day. Not me. Everybody in America. Yeah. I'm not a fan of any of you. <laughs> you people. But seriously. You goddamn kids. <laughs> so Carly just took a class. How did your class go? It was good. It was good. I was doing it like in tandem with what I was actually doing at work and like learning how to do it work. So it was very helpful. Very and nice. my teacher was a badass. Love her. Do you want to tell the people what the class was? <laughs> the legal and practical aspects of the music business. It was a really awful Tuesday for 11 weeks because I would go to work from whatever hours, and then I'd have three hours of class. It's a long day. It was a long-ass day. But at the end of the day, her class, one of the things you learned was not learned, but like reinforced. We talked about licensing, and so I was very adamant about Dominique not using a song without getting the proper licensing. Yeah. Ergo, our she wrote a jingle. Theme song. Well, Neil wrote the jingle. And then yes, our friend, thank you, Neil. Our friend Eli, yo, what's up, Eli? This is your credit. Ha, ha, ha. I don't know why. I made myself sound like a, a 90s DJ. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, I was going to say like an evil laugh. But like not really no, evil, that would like go- a bad villain. What the heck was that? My phone. Carly's iPhone 6 hit the ground. This just goes to prove how bad I am with phones and why I've broken or gotten stolen. I think I, ca- I counted it during dinner, right? It was it's like four phones. It's been four Miscellaneous phones. too, though, so I feel like it was like about six. I mean, there were more in between because then I would like use a friend's old iPhone 6 or like use a friend's old iPhone 4. It was, it was not a good time in my life. And I every time I got a new phone, I was like... I'll be fine this time. I got this. Nothing's going to happen. I'm responsible. I am not responsible. It took me 
Four phones. Plus phones. Okay, so we're talking like <laughs> literally $5,000 worth of phones. $4,000 worth of phones? Phones are expensive. Phones are expe- iPhones are expensive. Can't we use a Samsung? Jesus. The not, green bubble. We're not peasants. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate on Samsung. Um, right. <laughs> what was they saying? Oh, so I finally, like, my mom always has this saying that God teaches you lessons until you learn them. Oh. Or, like, the world teaches you lessons until you learn them. My mom always says God doesn't give you, God doesn't give you situations you can't handle. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's. It's a good one. I feel like it's our Jewish moms manifesting themselves through God. My mom's not Jewish, but yeah. Fine, fair, you're the half. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I finally learned the world's most expensive lesson, and I bought Apple Care, guys. I bought a new phone because I can't can't keep using an iPhone 6 every 10 minutes. I have to (laughs) plug it into the wall. It's not effective. And I bought a phone, and I was like, I'm at the checkout, and it's like, all right, I just spent $800. Do I want to spend $250 on Apple Care? And yes. I was always like, no, I don't need it. And this time I was like, Carly, I have a 401k. You I'll need this. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I feel like it was like really me taking a step forward toward adulthood. Yeah. You going to get a case with that? Or are you going to live on the edge because now you have Apple Care? No, that gives me way too much anxiety. Yeah. I already bought a case and a glass screen protector. I saw them do it at the store when I got my phone. By the way, people, I got the newest iPhone as well. Thank you. I just splurged because I wanted to. That was really random. You came home one day and you're like, look, I got a new phone. Well, I was going on my trip and I wanted to have a really good camera. Dude, that's why I bought a camera. Well. I impulse bought a very nice camera. And I love it. And I'm, like, trying to get better at taking portraits and, like, actually, like... I'll always be a model. Making myself a better... Oh, my God. I have a... This is a, a side note. No, this is a side note of something we have to do. Okay. It'll cost $35. Okay. <laughs> we can handle that. I'll expense it to my acting career. <laughs> no, it'll be great. I'll show you after. We'll sidebar. Um, but, yeah. So, I finally bought Apple Care. But that's why I, I impulse bought my camera. Because I was like, I want this, like... I want to be a better photographer. I want to, like, learn this. But I was like, yeah, I'm also going to Asia in two weeks. So, like... It's an investment. You might as well do this now. And it worked out well. You got some incredible photos from Asia. Thank you. I got some incredible photos from New York. How was New York? Good. Tell me more. <sighs> there's a part of me that will always want to live in New York. And there's a part of me that I feel like when you're young... It's like a really good time to live there because you're like, I can stay out till all hours of the night, which is what I did. There is one night. So the weekend part of my trip was like a college reunion trip and the weekday was like visiting friends and other and like college friends and just like everybody and anybody. But the weekend trip was a true college reunion. And on Saturday night, the day I arrived, we go out to see a comedy show. It was subpar. And then it was UCB. I'm a Groundlings girl. <laughs> it was just bad. Um, there was such a dramatic pause before that I didn't know where you were going. I was like, do I call out UCB for not being great? But You're going to start beef. I know. Damn, was, you better watch yourself. This was the New York location. I don't know. I've seen shows in Los Angeles at UCB, and they're great. I just I take classic Groundlings. I give them a lot of mine and my parents' money, and... I like the style there better, but they don't have that in New York. And anyway, so we digress. It was just that night, maybe. Hopefully, I don't know. Go to UCB, 
Then after that, we go to a bar across the street, and then we go to a piano bar, which are a thing in New York. They're not really a thing here. I love piano bars. They're so fun. And then there was an upstairs area that we just, like, claimed our own and, like, danced the night away, and it was so great. And then we left there, and I want to say it was, like, 3 in the morning. And one of the people in our group works midtown in New York and had a rooftop at his office that just like apparently lets them stay there whenever they want. So after this bar that we leave to, we go to karaoke. And we leave karaoke, well, we sign up for an hour and we're like, fuck, we're so good at karaoke. We have to stay another hour. And in Koreatown in New York, it doesn't close till five. So we're there till close. And so then we shut it down. We shut it down. We shut down Koreatown. <laughs> and then freezing. It was so cold. I was so underdressed, but it's fine. And then we go back to the friend's office rooftop and we decide to watch the sunrise. And it was incredible. My Instagram photo got so many likes. <laughs> I was happy. And it was just a great time. But I feel like I don't have those kinds of nights in LA. So like those kinds of nights make me feel like oh, maybe I should have moved to New York. What would my life be different? Blah, blah, blah. But then I got back here and I asked God, I said, listen, if I'm meant to be in LA, show me a sign. And I've been auditioning nonstop. And I also told myself, like, I only want to be an actor and I'll quit all my other jobs if needed. And so far, um, I'm trying to do that, so... That's what's been coming up for we're me. We're very proud of our little munchkin. I've recruited... Babushka. My babushka. I've recruited Carly to be my self-tape coach. <laughs> I pressed the uh, the record button. It's a really important job, guys. Hey, she'll sometimes even say the other lines. <laughs> I get into it. I like mm-hmm. giving them, like... Coaching. Instead of just, like, reading it dryly, giving them actual infliction in their voices. As an I actor, it. I really feed off of that, so thank you. <laughs> One day Dom's going to be rich and famous. Still living in this rent-controlled apartment. <laughs> With the cockroaches. Uh, fucking cockroaches. I haven't seen any in the past few days, have you? Mm-mm. Since we both got back, we'd seen separate occurrences of the cockroaches. Yeah, but this bitch didn't tell me. I was hoping they'd go away. and I didn't have to tell her. So I brought it up because I was like, yo, she should know. She's the cockroach queen. <laughs> like, she's the one that always texts her landlord. Like, yo, she should know. I'm the point of contact. <laughs> she is the point of contact. And then I was sitting on the couch, and I'm like, Dom, I hate to tell you this, but I saw, like, two cockroaches, and I told her where they were. And then she was like, all kaputs. <laughs> <laughs> I text our, our building manager. And then a little bit of silence, and she goes, I don't want to tell you this, but I found one, too. <laughs> Yeah. I was hoping I wouldn't see another and I didn't have to bring it up, but she brought it up first and I was like, shit, that's three in a week. That's that's a high volume cockroach. <laughs> I promise we don't live in a shithole. No, it's very cute. It's actually a very nice apartment. Everybody who walks in says it's nice. <laughs> Even my mother. It's very nice, but there's a problem. It's, it's not ours. It's, I think this issue has been lying here before we moved in, and nobody brought it up, but you let two Jews in, and they're going to say something. I think that's why we got the apartment, was because we were Jewish. Well, yeah. This, vol- this apartment was in high demand. 
So our landlord called me at work. <laughs> the job she lied about. The job I lied about. I was still an intern, so I had no income. And I wrote that I was this, um, I was employed and I had an income. It was very far from the truth. It worked. It worked. He called me at my job. I don't have a phone at my desk because I'm an intern. They didn't give me parking. I didn't have a phone. <laughs> Nothing good was happening. We also offered more money on the rent application because we wanted this apartment so bad. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but... We were like, we were competitive applicants. We were. We tried very hard. We got all our paperwork in lightning fast. But then he called me at work and I had to go up to like our front desk reception area to take the call. And this man did not stop talking. Ugh. That's and something I'm like about on the receptionist phone. <laughs> and <laughs> what if someone calls the office? Like what if like an important person calls the office and needs to get through and I'm here chatting with some chatty ass man? <laughs> But he picks up the phone. We're chatting. And he's like, oh, I didn't realize you were a member of the tribe. And I was like, yes. I am Mr. I am. Rosenberg. I am Mr. Rosenberg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he could tell by our last names, Bernstein and Druckmann, that we were Jewish. And I think that's what put our applications over the line. And now we live in a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty lazy. Rest his peace. Rest his soul. Rest in peace. Uh, we've also learned this past year that our landlord passed. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny at all. It's actually very sad. Um, oh, it's awful. He was a very nice man. Talked to you rough, but a good guy. He showed us how to turn the heat on. Oh, uh, yeah. I was on the phone with him for like three hours. I feel like this is the I memorial that we never went to where we're just mourning David's loss. We're talking about the positive memories we had with him. You know, he was a real gem about fixing the hole in my ceiling. He was resilient about that. I had given up, but he was resilient. Day after day, he showed up. So I came home. Also, I think I was probably out of town. I don't know. I came home and like half my bed was soaking wet and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like this makes no sense I don't know what happened and then I like hear the dripping Ugh, and there drip. was there was a, a leak in my ceiling and like at first he didn't really believe me and then I was like no David like you have to you have to come look at this like there you are gotta buckets. see this yourself I was like there are buckets of water like I need help <laughs> and anyway we stopped the leak then there was a giant hole they made a giant hole in my Ugh. ceiling but the man, day in and day out, someone was supposed to come and fix the hole and the guy never showed up and the man was resilient about being here to let him in and to oversee and to bring in a new person. He was great. He talked your ear off, but he was great. Yeah, I remember when it, it finally dipped below 60 degrees. Yeah, so tell him about how we didn't understand how to turn on our heater. We have a gas heater. I, coming from Miami, I never had to deal with this. And so it dips below 60, and we're like, shit, we are cold. How do we get the heat on? And we see the little switch, and we're like, nothing's working. So I call David, and he goes, listen. He's like, I don't even, I'm trying to do his <laughs> accent, but he's just like this big, like. He's like a nice Jewish man. Yeah, but he wasn't, like, he wasn't from New York. He was just like, oh. Yeah, I wasn't in New York. Jew. He was, was just always kind of exasperated, and he'd sound like this. And he goes, listen, there's a vent. You're gonna lift it. <sighs> if you could lift it, it looks like an air conditioning vent, but you're gonna lift it. 
And once you do, you can see a little... You can see a little area that you light it. That's gonna be the flame. And from then on, once that's lit, you can adjust the heat. And I was like, David, I don't see this. Like, he's also... That's how he described it. He goes, it's a little flame, but there's no flame. It's a little... So he just, would also repeat himself. He'd be like, yes. it's a little flame, but there's no flame. You know, like a little flame, but there's no flame. Yeah. Just yeah, a like really confusing part. casting director. Like, you, you want you want a nerd, but not too nerdy. It's like, you're so handsome, but ugh, I can't be that handsome. That's what they are. Um, so finding this flame, at one point I was like, David, you're just going to have to come tomorrow. I don't, I don't know, but we're cold and I can't, I'm wearing three blankets at night for my below 60. And he was just like, fine. And then I just played with it a little bit more and I figured it out. And then I called him and he was so proud of me. <laughs> that's, that's the story of David Rosenberg. I think I, that's the last time I saw him. I saw him with the whole ceiling debacle. Who knows which was when? I think the ceiling debacle was after the heater. So we Carly figured, knows which we is We figured when. out the heater in the beginning of our apartment. True. The first time, I mean, she's not exaggerating when you say you wear three blankets mm. in this apartment and you're still cold. It's like a concrete jail cell, but like, not really. It's nice, people. <laughs> trust me. But I feel like we're going to have to show you guys some photos because you're going to think we live in like a jail cell. <laughs> we're painting a very nice picture. It's just old construction. It's an old building. It's an old building. It's got charm. It's got lots of charm. But... The good with charm comes cockroaches. <laughs> you know what they say. With charm comes cockroaches. So, our new building manager, because as we said, David passed. R.I.P. Moment of silence for David. Luden is our new building manager. Quite the opposite of David. Definitely not Jewish. No, definitely not Jewish, but he likes to show up unannounced. That's the thing. So we do, we'll text him with, with problems. And it's not even like we're that annoying, but we're like, hello, there are some bugs. You need to help. You need to take care of this. And he won't answer them. He doesn't answer. And then he shows up. And luckily I happen to be home this past time, but it's not like he sets an appointment. Also, Dom has maybe met him now like three, four times. And he, she opens the door and he goes, Carly? And I'm like, no, Dominique, we've met like four times. I'm honestly offended. People forget me. It's fine. Not in a little bit. Not after our intro song. Not after our intro song. They're going to know exactly who I am. But Luden is also resilient. They're finding some resilient people to manage these buildings. Um... Always coming up with a solution. Not necessarily the best, not necessarily long-term, but it does for the time being. So in the past four days, I haven't seen a cockroach. Maybe the reinforcements helps. Yeah, he, he, he's a guy who puts in reinforcements, not, like, solutions. I'm dealing with it. We'll keep you posted on the situation. Yeah. How was your trip? You also took a trip while I took a trip. I did. I went to Miami. I went to our home place. When I got I, a pub sub. The mother, oh. The thing is, you're a vegetarian. You don't put... Okay. You know what, ma'am? My dad was giving me such a hard fucking time. Your dad's a man of honor. <laughs> About eating a vegetable pub sub. What do you... You put the, the Publix lettuce on there? That shredded lettuce? <laughs> you put cheese. You put guacamole. You put tomato, pickles, 
cucumber, lettuce, banana peppers. Cucumbers and pickles. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a lot of vegetables to put. Anyway, <laughs> my dad gave me such a hard fucking time about not having meat on my sandwich. He's like, if you just want to eat vegetables, eat a salad. <laughs> I was like, Dad, I want a pub sub. Yeah. <laughs> Take me to Publix. Um, so I was home for like a week and I made sure I had to get a pub sub. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was a fun trip. I was like a shell of a human being afterwards. I went for Miami Music Week oh. and then away. Uh, I don't know who let me do that. <laughs> but you want to hear the best part. Honestly, the best part about this whole week. So, the entire time I was growing up as a kid, mm-hmm. I have a stepdad. And he'd always be like, oh, <laughs> Doug wants to eat... The- Doug will eat those leftovers. Don't worry about it. Or like, oh, Doug wants to come to the movies with us. And my stepdad's like, he's a five-year-old kid in a 50-year-old's body. So I was like, you know, maybe he's got like this Doug character. <laughs> I don't know. Or, like, he's just joking around. Like, he's just being him. Whatever. Never questioned it. I'm at my cousin's wedding on Sunday. My stepdad, like, nudges me. I'm like, what's up? Pulls out a one-hitter. He goes, do you want to meet Doug? I was like, did you Did you know right away? Like, oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah. I was like, he's like, do you want to meet Doug? And, like, hands me the one-hitter. And I'm like, wait a fucking second. You mean to tell me that every single time when I was a kid that you said, Doug, you were getting high. And he just laughed. Wow. Mind below. The laugh of validation. But my my little brother, honestly, this was this was another highlight. He made the world's best analogy that Mm. or simile metaphor, one of them, the one that uses Laker as. Mm -hmm. It's a simile. He goes, drink. he was tired. He wanted to go to bed. He didn't want to like be at this wedding anymore. And he goes, Carly, drinking more caffeine is like putting pool floaties on the Titanic. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was like, wow, that was great. And you also just summed up everything I feel after spending the week at Miami Music Week. Is he the kind of kid who came up with that on his own? On his own. Wow. It was great. I was like, wow. I was blown away. He's the next F. Scott Fitzgerald. You hear that, Ethan? If you're a listener, you could become a writer. Good name. Wow. But it was... It was a fun trip. I wouldn't necessarily recommend what I did for someone's physical health, but... Are you still recovering, you feel like? 100%. I'm still tired. But it was... I think... In what I do, it's very important to, like, just spend time with people in person. Mm-hmm. And I got to spend time with a lot of people that I generally only talk to over email. There you go. So it was it was a good couple of days. You get to write a lot of things off as work expenses. I wrote off, like, four Ubers, and I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to do that. I feel like you can. I think I was being more judged by the times that the Ubers were for. Sure. <laughs> Well, what happens at Miami Music Week ends up on the podcast. <laughs> but I was actually talking to one of my um, one of my friends while I was there. She's also a girl in this industry, mm-hmm. and we were talking about how difficult it is to navigate, like not only what we were talking about a few weeks ago, like what if you know, like how do you know if like network networking is a date versus a date. But we're also then talking about the, like, 
being dating within the because the music industry is so small. Yeah, and it's like, but I feel like a lot of times you end up attracted to or like with attracted to the per- people you're spending so much time with because you like are spending time with them and you get to know them and get to know their personalities. Um, and so we talked a lot also about like dating people within the industry. And that was an interesting conversation, honestly. And I feel like for me, I'm very torn between half of it's like you don't shit where you sleep, and half of it's like shit where you eat. Shit where you eat is I that think, it? Did I, I think fuck that up? I think that's the expression. And then the other half of me is like shit oh. where you eat. Come on. Sorry, I'm being I'm being doing a disservice to our brand. Then <laughs> <laughs> the other half of me is like, wow, I really fuck with you. I think it's hard, especially, like, being with people in an environment that is, like, what you enjoy all the time. Like, obviously, you have shared connections and common interests. And then another part of it is just, like, yeah, I don't want to risk, like, my career or that relationship I have. Have it be awkward after or, like, unprofessional. Because, like, you never know how people are going to react. Like, we know men are so immature. Ooh, don't come hater. In my experience, yes, I don't care how old you are, sir. You are immature. <laughs> that is my old southerner voice. <laughs> That's that pretty good. That was pretty good. It reminded me of something like the help or Django Unchained. <laughs> no, I've lost it. No, but there is something that that voice is so distinctly familiar from, and it's gonna bug me. Great Gatsby. No. no. Well, that was an interesting movie. The one with Leo? That's the only one I saw. Same. I don't know why I'm acting like... I'm... Tom's acting like she's better. Like, oh, you know, the original. No. I don't know an original. Um, that was a great one. The green light at the end of the dock. But, yeah. I'm a firm believer in not shitting where you eat. Because... You just run that risk. But I'm also a true romantic, and I believe, I'm like, what if it's meant to be? Then you'll just be that cute couple. You just contradicted yourself. I know, I totally did. I don't know what I want for and you. that's I don't why know. we don't have an answer to this question. If you that's, have an we answer. We didn't land on any sort of, like, definitive outcome in that conversation. I think you just gotta be careful, but also follow your heart. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just gonna kill me. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. You're trying to use royalty free music or are you doing this? <laughs> They're both not great. But we do have our own theme song. We do have unanswered questions about dating coworkers. Oh, about life. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's what I've got. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> because I think trying to record this on Friday night was not the move. Yeah. We had a full bottle of wine. Full disclosure. We went to a new restaurant down the street. I thought it had a $0 corking fee. It actually had a $5 corking fee when they brought the bill. It's fine. It's still cheaper than so many other places. You've literally already complained about this in this episode. Really? Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) But. Ladies and gentlemen, how Jewish Dom and I are that she's mad over a $5 corking fee. I'm not mad about the $5. I'm mad about the lie. (laughs) I'm mad about the lie. I don't like being lied to by men or advertisements. <laughs> oh, that's it, pretty much. If I, That's my brand. 
I don't like to be lied to. By men or by advertisements? So by everything in the world. <laughs> well, I think that might be our only updates for tonight, folks. Tune in next week where hopefully we have our Cherie prepared. <laughs> Enjoy the theme song, Illy!